Recorded live.
God is wonderful. We give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our very present help in time of trouble. This is the day that our Lord has made. We have a responsibility to rejoice and to be glad in it. If you are not rejoicing and you are not glad in the day that our creator has made, you are abusing or misusing the day. Some of you didn't know that. You're running around, you're all depressed, you're dejected, discouraged. It's an abuse of the day, God says, that I have made. Father, forgive us today for any abuse of the day that you have made. We are rejoicing here at the Christian Center and we are glad in it. For those of you, and I see that there are many of you from the downloads that uh, have been worshiping with us in the different parts of the world, uh, we thank God for each of you and we pray that the Lord is blessing you very, very well and that he will continue to bless you. You know, we have been working on our most recent topic entitled Dangerous Sheep. Dangerous Sheep. We thank God for all of the revelation, the insight, the inspiration that God has given us uh, during this particular topic. Uh, it almost sounds like an oxymoron, dangerous sheep. In other words, it sounds like some things that don't, that don't really go together, they don't fit. But as we have studied about the North American big horn sheep. We come to find out that there are some sheep that wolves and coyotes and predators don't even mess with any kind of way. Now, you little regular bad ass sheep, 
ah, they, they get eight and they get, you know, all kind of things. But bighorn sheep, a lot of predators do not even mess with these boys. Why? Because they know they got them big 30-pound, 33-inch horns on top of their head and that they can hit you with a force of 800 pounds. They'll kill a wolf. They will kill a coyote. They will kill all that kind of stuff that be eating other sheep. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? I want you, under the sound of my voice, child of God, to develop to the place where where, where uh, 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 spiritual forces and high places and different things don't even mess with you any kind of way. Yes, yes, yes. You know, big horn sheep, a lot of stuff that mess with the other sheep don't mess with big horn sheep. Dangerous sheep we're talking about. We looked at capital A in our outline, sheep, knowing their shepherd's voice. One of the main things that will take you from being an ordinary sheep to being a dangerous sheep is knowing the shepherd's voice or knowing God's voice. John 10 and 4, Hebrews 5 and 14. Capital B, sheep with armor. Now, we saw that this was very important here in Ephesians 6 and 11, Psalms 91 and 4. Those big horns on the top of a big horn sheep head are much like an armor. There's no other part of a big horn sheep that can take the blow. When those males begin to butt heads, there's no other part of that sheep's body that can take that blow other than those horns. So not only are they an offensive device, but they are a armor. They are, they are a protective device, much like the word of God. God's word is not only an offense. A device in your life, child of God, but it is also a protective device. What do we understand? That his truth will be our what? Shield and buckler. Again, we looked at Ephesians 6 and 11, Psalms 91 and 4. And it brings us on down to capital C. Beware of scatterers. Beware, beware of scatterers. Praise the living God. Now, Dangerous sheep. Now, one of the reasons why these bighorn sheep are so dangerous is because sometimes young bucks or young sheep will come in and want to try to scatter the herd, want to try to take over. Want to, well, bighorn sheep are very wary of scatterers. They are very wary of, of, of things that try to come in and separate the, separate the flock or the herd. So we have to be wary of scatterers. We're going to look briefly at Ezekiel 34 and 12, and we're going to see what God has for us today. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 12. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Let's get verse 13 for contextual sake. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains 
of Israel in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. Capital C, beware of scatterers. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' most holy name we pray. Thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day that you have made. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to be able to come together and worship you in spirit and in truth. You have blessed us immensely and in many ways and from many different dimensions. We thank you today, Father. We pray, Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, Workmen who do not need to be ashamed, but who rightly divide the word of truth, that you will bless us with your wisdom, bless us with your knowledge and your understanding, bless us with your insight, bless us with your perception, that we may better understand the length, the height, the breadth, and the depth of your love and your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, we ask that you do these things for us today. In the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let God's people say amen, amen, and amen. Beware of scatterers. Praise the living God. As we look at Ezekiel chapter 34, we see the Lord dealing with Ezekiel in regards to the behavior of many of the shepherds of Israel. In other words, part of the reason why the Israelites was not doing the way God wanted them to do was because they had bad shepherds. The shepherds, rather than taking care of the flock, or taking care of the people, they were doing much like many shepherds are doing today. They were abusing the people and taking advantage of the people. Understand, you know, I, I was talking with uh, one of the deacons the other day. You know, we had an opportunity to talk once I had gotten back from Africa. And he was telling me about, you know, some things that he needed done and, and some help that he needed some things with. And he was asking me, you know, he said, you know, Apostle, I know you're busy in different things, but, you know, I, uh, so I, I, don't, I didn't want to put any pressure on you about this such and such a thing. I said, man of God, I said, you got to understand, my job now is to serve God's people. I said, you all is, is what I'm in this, you know, profession, this, this calling for. I said, you let me know what you need, and, and that's what, we, that's what we're, going, we're going to try to get done. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? It's not the people meant to serve the shepherd. It's the shepherd meant to serve the people. Jesus told the people of his generation, I didn't come to be served. Come on, somebody. But I came to serve. You say, Apostle, what are you telling me? I'm a bishop. I'm a big-time uh, pastor that's been listening to your broadcast. What word do you have for me? Keep in mind that it is not for the people to serve us, but we have been called by God. We have been commissioned by God. We have been ordained by God to serve the people. 
Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. God said, look, I'm not so much talking to the sheep right now. I'm not so much talking to the congregation. I'm not talking. Uh, uh, I, I, I prophesy against the shepherds. Prophesy against the pastors. Prophesy against the prophets. Prophesy against the priests. Prophesy against the bishops. God told Ezekiel, prophesy against the shepherds. Prophesy against the leaders. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves. God said, look, I'm still saying that, Robert. Woe to you pastors. Woe to you bishops. Woe to you apostles, elders, overseers that only take care of yourself. God was saying it thousands of years ago, and God is saying it today. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only what? Take care of themselves. Look at what the Bible says. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? God said, God said, y'all had it backwards in Ezekiel's day, and many of you still have it backwards. God says, right today. Should it, God said, you think it's the congregation's responsibility to take care of you, or is it your responsibility to take care of the flock? God said, you got it backwards. In Ezekiel's day, they had it backwards. God sent, in, God sent a message through Ezekiel, and God told him, now, Ezekiel, they ain't, they ain't trying to hear that, what you're talking about. God told Ezekiel that way back in Ezekiel, the third chapter. God said, look, I'm going to send you to a stubborn and a rebellious people, a hard-headed folk. But God said, I'm going to make your head harder than flint, harder than the hardest stone. God said, whether they listen to you or fail to listen, they're going to know that a prophet has been among them. God said they, they, they got it backwards. And God said, Robert, they, a lot of them still got it backwards. Shepherds who think that it's the responsibility of the congregation to take care of them instead of understanding that it is the responsibility of the shepherd to take care of the sheep. Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Feed my lambs. And the thing about it, the tragic thing about it is that, that not only have they, many of the shepherds got it backwards, but many of you all, because you have not studied and because you will not stick with what the words say, you got it backwards too. So God said, I'm going to have to punish the whole lot. I'm going to have to get all of y'all. You say, Apostle, come on now, you're hitting kind of hard. It ain't me hitting hard. I'm reading the book. I'm reading the book. My job is simple. Tell you what God say. God told Ezekiel, tell them then. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves. Now, that don't mean that we don't take care of ourselves. Now, come on now. I got to eat too now. Come on now. I got bills to pay around here too, uh, 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 saints. But God said don't only, what, take care of yourself. He, Jesus, the, 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 the prophecy was against the shepherds who only take care of themselves. Should not shepherds take care of uh, the flock. Look at what the Bible says in verse 3. You eat the curds, clothe yourself with the wool, slaughter the choice animals. Now, we have imagery here. Curds, the, the, the wool, the choice animals. You know, this is, this, is, this is symbolic of shepherds who are, instead of taking care of the sheep, they are using the sheep for their own selfish 
God says it's still going on in a whole lot of churches and a whole lot of places around the world. See, see I've been in about over 20-some countries in the last three years, saints. I done seen stuff from all kinds. Of, I done seen stuff in Europe. I done seen stuff all over Africa. I done seen stuff in the United States. I done seen stuff in Asia. I done seen. I done seen. And it's going on. And it's going on to such a point and to such a dimension that God said many people think that is right. Listen, just because a whole lot of folk is doing a thing, that don't make it right. Just because a whole lot of folk is saying a thing, that don't make it right. One of the, one of the main doctrines, and I know you all laugh real hard when you, when you hear this, but one of the main doctrines I have to rebuke just about every time I go to Africa is many, and especially Nigeria, many of our African brothers have gotten themselves deceived up and tricked up by the devil to the place where they feel like they, it's all right to pray that their enemies die by fire. Oh, kill my enemies. Anybody that's trying to hold your destiny, die. By, yes. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be listening. I'd be like, look at this here. Die, die, die. And I'd be like, look, have we, have we completely forgotten where Jesus said, pray what? For your enemy? Oh, apostle, you don't know what's going on in Nigeria. I say, I know. I may, I, I, I may not know. But one thing I do know is that there's not a special Bible for Nigeria. God has not written a special Bible and said, all right, this is the Bible Nigerians are, are to use. Same Bible we use here in the United States, same Bible folk use in Europe, same Bible folk use in East Africa. It's the same Bible. And nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to be praying that our enemies die. Our enemies, you know, and, 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 and it's a work. Now, you say, Apostle, what you driving at? Every country and every nation that I have to go into, there's going to be some error in doctrine. Just like here in the United States. Got to blast you, many of you all, that think that men marrying men is okay. Or that women marrying women is okay. I read somewhere a survey, and I couldn't believe this, right here in the, in the United States, that about 54% or some high, crazy number of Christians felt like same-sex marriage was okay. I said, oh, my God, are we, have we lost our mind over here? So every, you said, Apostle, what you got now? Every country, every nation has error in doctrine that must be refuted, that must be corrected. We got errors right here in the church in the United States. They got errors in the church in Nigeria. There's errors in the church in Kenya. There's errors in the church in France. There's every country, and that's part of what an apostle's responsibility is, is to go in and, and, and bring God's people back to the word, not take advantage of the sheep. Look at what these, these shepherds were doing in Ezekiel 34 and 3. You eat the curds. So in other words, what was supposed to be feeding the sheep, shepherds got that on their plate. Clothe yourselves with the wool. So now what was supposed to be keeping the sheep warm, shepherds got that on their back. And you slaughter the child's animals. God said, if that wasn't enough, now... The very life of, that you're supposed to be guarding out for, you taking or you killing. The shepherds in Ezekiel's day was all messed up. And God said, you do not take care of the flock. God said a lot of that same type of thing is going on today. Shepherds that do not take care uh, the flock. Look at it now. Now, now God is ready to show you what you should have been doing. You see, anytime God show you, most times when God starts showing you the craziness that you're doing, He'll show you the what? 
what you're supposed to be doing. It shows you what you're supposed to be doing. Now, God say, I'm getting ready to show you what you're supposed to be doing. And see, this is, this is why we come in here like this day after day and night after night, because I want to hear from God what I'm what supposed to be doing. I know my craziness. Goodness gracious, I see my craziness every day. Lord, don't, don't just show me my craziness. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing. I might have to preach that. What you're supposed to be doing. The question is not what you're doing. Listen out there, pastors, under the sound of my voice, I'm not so much interested in, in what you're doing. I'm interested more in what you're supposed to be doing. You know, one of the things I shared with one, one congregation recently in Africa, I said, look, I said, I don't care what, I'm not, I don't care what your mama told you. I don't even care what your daddy told you. I don't care what your friends told you. I don't care what your enemies told you. I said, but what I'm here to do is tell you what God has said. And that needs to be our focus, and that is what we need to keep our eyes fixed on. God said, I'm going to tell you now what you're supposed to be doing. I, don't, I, don't, I have revealed to you the craziness that you've been doing. Now let me tell you how this thing, and God, I'm hearing God in the Spirit. Let me show you a more, what? Excellent way. You get up around, what is it, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Scripture talks about all kinds of different things, and then God come back and say, now I will show you a more excellent way. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that from today you will walk in a more excellent way. In your marriage, you will walk in a more what? Excellent way. In your family, you will walk in a more excellent way. In your church, in your business, in your community, in your nation, you will walk in a more excellent way. Look at God. Say, now, you got to say you haven't strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. God said, now this is, what you, this is what you needed to have been doing. You needed to have been strengthening the weak. You needed to be healing the sick. You needed to be binding, bound, uh, bounding, bounding up the injured. You needed to have been bringing back the strays. But God says you have ruled. God said, now back to your craziness. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were what? Scattered. Because there was no shepherd. Now, we're back to bighorn sheep. And I got to deal with the, one of the saints here keeps hollering rams, rams, because that's what they are. They're rams. These bighorn sheep, the males, may have a, a flock of, and it can be up to 100. Now, every now, what will happen invariably is that some of the younger males will come up and want to challenge the the alpha male or whatever you call him, challenge him to try to take over the herd. Now, I, I put sent a video out there. Everybody on, on, on YouTube, on uh, a video from YouTube on, on Facebook for people to watch. You know, they had like this, uh, the video was this young six-year-old male because these rams only normally live about nine years. Bighorn sheep, they live about nine years. About a six-year-old ram is kind of feeling his, feeling itself a little bit. And he went up to... Uh, about an eight-year-old ram, and the way they basically start this head-button session or start this this uh, this challenge is the the challenger will come up to the to the big guy and start uh, kicking at him, <laughs> kicking at him, you know, and and biting at his side. And uh, what the what the older male did was you know, and he started walking away like. 
he was just going to let this young buck just kind of take over. But it's really called the long stretch. You know, what, what, let me say, let me, I'm going to have to deal with that because the Lord is dealing with me on that. In other words, it looked like mature male was, was giving way. But what he was doing was really what's called the long stretch. He was stretching himself out so that he could ram this young buck. I, I got to prophesy to some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. Some of you all out there, your enemy don't even know that you're just doing the long stretch. They, it looked like they have got the victory. It looked like they have humiliated you. It looked like that they have, that they, but you just doing the long stretch. And some of y'all doing the long stretch. That male was doing, I said, what is the long stretch? And he turned around and rammed that young buck upside the head and hit him upside the head so that young buck thought, had to think twice. Sometimes these head button sessions can go on for 24 hours. I, 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 I've been studying on these things. In other words, this mature male was saying, look, I'm not going to sit back and let this young buck scatter the flock. Now, it looked like you got me. Some of us, are, you know, some of us, it looked like that it, our enemies have got us. Some of us, it looked like the devil done got us. Some of us, it looked like they don't. We're just doing a long stretch. We just doing, God is just taking you on a long stretch. <laughs> Praise God. We can really close this message saying. The long stretch. Now, it's important, you know, we're talking back, talking about these big on sheep. It's important that this ram, that this mature ram do this, because if not, then the flock gets scattered. It's important for him to stand up. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? It's important for you to stand up for Christ in your life. It's important for you to, to, to stand up for Christ in your marriage. It's important for you to stand up for your family. It's important for you to stand up for your church, for your, it's imp whatever good thing that God has given you, it's important for you to stand up for. Because if not, look at what the Bible says. Because the shepherds didn't do what they were supposed to do, look at verse, verse what, five? So they were scattered. When shepherds don't do like they're supposed to do, sheep get scattered. So it's imperative. I've shared with you all a number of times, especially as African-Americans in this country. Oh, man, our children in, in America, black youths, oh, they off the hook. They're in the gangs. They're in this dope smoking. They're in the fighting and rebelling, kicking against us. A lot of that is because fathers won't stand up and take their place. Instead of fathers sitting them young people down and bringing them up in the training and instruction of the law, a lot of our, lot of our fathers as, as African-American males is, is, is uh, missing in action. Isn't that what they say about soldiers? You're supposed to be fighting and can't nobody find you. You're missing in action. When shepherds do not do what they're supposed to do, the flock gets scattered. Look at what God said. So they were scattered. Why? Because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. Well, what happens? When shepherds don't do like they're supposed to do, all kind of stuff can get the flock. All kind of stuff can get the flock. It was food for, became food for wild animals. 
God said, my sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. See, see, see shepherds supposed to be looking. They're supposed to be looking. They're supposed to be looking. God said, nobody, nobody. Why? Because the shepherds were not interested in the sheep. These shepherds that we're looking at, the shepherds were interested in themselves. May God help deliver us from ourselves in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus. So God said, this is what I'm going to do. Let's, let's go on and skip down because we're getting ready. We've got to close here. Look at verse 11. For this is what the sovereign Lord said. I myself will search for my sheep. God said, I got this. I myself. You know, I, and what the Lord is bringing in my spirit. <laughs> God dealt with me probably about, about 20 years ago. You know, I was complaining to the Lord about a lot of the false teaching that's going on in churches and how a lot of pastors is only after money. I was complaining to the Lord, and the Lord listened to my complaints patiently. And then he asked me, he said, Robert, what are you doing about it? Well, what are you doing about it? You say, Apostle, what you got? See, it's one thing to do a bunch of complaining about stuff. But it's another thing to roll your sleeves up and do something about it. It's one thing to come in and see that that uh, 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 the grass needs to be cut. It's another thing to roll your sleeves up and go out there and cut it. It's one thing to see the cars need to be washed or dishes need to be put away. Or it's one thing to see the floors need to be vacuumed. But it's another thing to roll your sleeves up and do something about it. It's one thing to complain about your government or to complain about your church leaders or to complain about it's like, Oh, that's the easy part. But God asked me, he said, Robert, what are you doing about it? Because just complaining, just running your mouth is sin. God said, get busy. And that's when he gave me the vision for the Christian Center. And the, the vision being that this would be a place where sound doctrine would be preached and, you know, all this kind of, oh, God said, you got to do something about it. We don't want to stand before God and only have complained about the things that were not right in our church or not right in our generation or not right in our dispensation. We want to stand before God and God have be able to roll the tape where we worked diligently to try and fix the problem. Just identifying a problem, that doesn't solve the problem. Just identifying it. Oh, man, you can run around all day talking about my car is broke, my car is broke, my car is broke. Well, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't fix the problem. Well, then let's take it to the mechanic. Let's get it to the, the like our Nigerian brothers and sisters call it, the vulcanizer. But let's get, let's, get, let's, get, let's get something done about that. Because if all we're doing is talking about the problem, then the problem will never get fixed. Do something. Do something. God says, I, I'm going to do something. See, the God we serve, he's a doing something God. God said, look, I'm not going to have this my sheep just scattered all over, wild animals just eating them, shepherds taking advantage of them, shepherds taking advantage of them, wild animals eating them. See, and that's why you out there as a pastor, if you out there taking advantage of God's people, see, this, 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 is, this is why a lot of people really be suffering. Because, see, you already got the devil taking advantage of them. And then they got to come to church. And be taken advantage of by you? No, God is not. Uh -uh. God said, I'm going to, what did he say? What God say? I myself. God said, I'm gonna, I'll get my sheep. I'm going to search for my sheep. And look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock 
when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. Watch this. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Say capital C. Beware of scatterers. Scatterers. Big horn sheep or dangerous sheep, they are they uh, they beware. They are wary of scatterers. Those big horn sheep, they say, look, no, 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 I don't put too much time, I don't put too much energy, and I don't put too much effort in these sheep to just let them be scattered any kind of way. And that's the attitude that God wants us to have as shepherds. When you have invested, see, you see, this is, you know, one of the saints here says it so eloquently, where there's no investment, there's no appreciation. Always be, always watch folk that don't invest in nothing. I don't care whether it's a marriage. Individual don't want to invest in the marriage or a family. Individual don't want to invest in the family. Individual don't. When you got individuals that don't want to invest in something, these are the kinds of individuals that can leave that thing with no problem. Most people are not inclined to just leave a thing, a person, or a place where they have great investment. This is why oftentimes before they, uh, the American embassy will give visas to a lot of people come trying to get to the United States from far as countries, one of the things they want to see is their bank account. They want to see what kind of, what kind of businesses you have going right here. See? Because normally if you've got something very substantial going where you are, you're not going to just leave that any kind of way. Or they might, they might, they might want to know, are you married? Yeah. How many kids you got? Two or four. Got four kids? All right, they might give you a visa and may give two of your kids a visa. Not all of them. Because what they're saying is, you know, if you any kind of parent, you're not going to just leave your other two kids back here while you and, and two of the kids just take off and go somewhere. They want to see that you have that you that you understand the concept of investment, because when you if, listen to me under the sound of my voice, if you don't understand the concept of investment, I guarantee you, you will understand the concept of poverty. Mm. Come on, somebody. What? What was that? If you don't understand the concept of what investment, you will understand the concept of poverty. All right, saints. Praise the living God. What we're going to have to do here, the Lord willing, we're going to have to come back on this uh, this evening, the Lord willing. Uh, this was getting good to me, but we've got uh, one or two things to take care of here on this side. So the Lord willing, children of God, uh, we're going to see you all this evening at 6 p.m. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Since you can reach us through email at the Church at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes, and our name is 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christensen Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website.
or our Talk Show homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiley you in Jesus' name.